The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory be to God. Go with me very quickly. Let's start from Ephesians chapter 3. Hallelujah. We touched or we established something very powerful on Sunday, if you were in the service. If we are going to have the next levels, we must keep having more and more of God. More and more. Hallelujah. And that is so vital. Glory be to God. And a practical way, which is what I want to really touch on tonight, to keep experiencing more and more of God. Um, for most part on Sunday, I looked from, we took the lesson from Abraham. And particularly my emphasis there was that God wanted to give Abraham more. Let me tell somebody again tonight, God always has more in store for you. And that's so important to note, whoever you are, you may be at a very comfortable place. We looked at Abraham's story there, he wasn't really seeking. In following Abraham's stories, we had seen parts of his life when he was even the one asking God. In Genesis 14, he came to God, ah, I don't even have an heir. This was a time and a phase in his life where he probably assumed he had everything he wanted. The main thing we knew he was looking for from the story in scriptures was to have a child. And he already had Ishmael. But then God had more. Glory be to God. And God led him through that process of him experiencing more. And we learned that, yeah, he needed to make a sacrifice. And thank God he was able to hear from God. Hallelujah. Can somebody declare, say, I'm hearing God's voice this season. I'm hearing God's instructions. And most importantly, was able to obey. Somebody say, I'm obeying God's instructions. Even when it involves a sacrifice. Hallelujah. And it's so important to know that. We said the other week, um, there is no new level without a seed. A sacrificial seed in particular. So I want to go in a, a, a bit of a different direction today. And by the way, let me stress this as well, because many of us may not see ourselves like um, that state where Abraham was, where he felt comfortable. Perhaps most people will probably feel, okay, I'm not yet in a comfortable place. I'm still looking for this. I'm still looking for that. More so your own story. If God could give somebody that, as it were, was in a comfortable place more, how much more somebody that it's obvious that you are in, a, a, um, in lack or in shortage or you are not yet full. Hallelujah. And my prayer is that you will experience that more in Jesus' name. The next that you are looking for is in experiencing more. Hallelujah. And thank God the Holy Ghost can help us to experience more. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Let, let's, this Pauline prayer, we, we read a lot. I want to really um, start from there tonight. Paul was praying, like we are familiar, for the church in Ephesus. Or for new creations like you and I today. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole heaven, the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. Glory be to God. 
through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. Somebody say the width, the length, and the depth, and the height. Hallelujah. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, and this is it here, that you may be filled. Somebody say that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. Praise God. Now, fullness of God there obviously implies everything that God has. His wisdom, his riches, everything he has for us. It's really available. But for the sake of our study tonight and what I really feel um, God is impressing on my heart to, to discuss with us tonight. Let's um, stay within the context of what I believe Apostle Paul was talking about here. Remember where he started. Look at verse 16 again. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. So when he got further down, he talks about us being filled with the fullness of God. I believe what Apostle Paul was primarily emphasizing here was that God will renew our strength. God will renew our strength. And in our journey in life, in our walk in life, whether we are talking about a day-to-day basis, you get up in the morning, if you had a very good night's rest, probably you are refreshed, you go through your day, you are always expending energy. Not just physical, but also spiritual. Things are pulling at us and draining us, whether we are conscious of it or not. And the way God has designed for us to live, not just physically, but even also spiritually, is that we should always be replenished from time to time. So on a day-to-day basis, you are being drained, strength is being drawn out of you. On a weekly basis, at the end of the week, ah, you want to relax, weekend, to renew your strength. And even at the end of a month like this, you will have gone through all kinds of things. Month after month, month after month, we are now at the end of the seventh month. Whether we realize it or not, we need our spiritual energy and our spiritual vigor to be renewed from time to time. Hallelujah. Renewal. Somebody say renewal. Renewal of strength. Renewal of strength. Renewal of spiritual vitality. And primarily that's what Apostle Paul was dealing with here. And he's telling us here that we can experience it particularly as we grasp the love that God has for us, the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of it. And that's really where everything that God does from us emanates from. He will not leave us drained or weak or tired or depleted because he loves us. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God loves me. 
I'm not going to talk so much about the love that God has for us tonight. I don't want to um, dwell too much on that. But understand and always remind yourself that everything God does for you, everything God makes available to you, everything God blesses your life with, it's coming out of the fact that God is love. And he loves you unconditionally. Regardless of what you have done or where you are at. And it's from that place of love, and the picture here again, look at the way it starts from verse 14. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it talks about the family in heaven and the family on earth. We are all one family. We are all children of God. And one of God's primary responsibilities for us, and one of the things God does for us from time to time, is to replenish our strength, renew our strength. Glory be to God. Because just by going through day-to-day -day living, you are, you, are, you are spending strength. It's been depleted. That you will be strengthened with might. Hallelujah. Through God's spirit in your inner man. Glory be to God. And you can be strengthened to the point where you are full or filled with all of the fullness of God. There's no limit to how much strength God can replenish you with. There's somebody with me here tonight. There's no limit. And really what we need to be going for and believing God for, and I believe God wants us to believe God for this as we come to the end of this month, and we are gradually approaching the end of the year, is to believe him for more strength for what's ahead of us. Replenish our strength. Renew our strength. Hallelujah. Let me quickly remind us again, we are going to be fasting this week. It's on Friday. And if you've not made up your mind to join yet, or if you are one of those that don't normally join us, this is a very good opportunity for you to be a part of it. And when we wait on God, like Isaiah 40 says, what will God do? He will renew our strength. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God, renew my strength this season. Glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, 28. Let's go there as well tonight. Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Have you not heard the everlasting God? The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he neither faints or is weary. Praise God. And really, and you will see this, he mentioned this as we go on, we can faint and we can get weary. It's part of that day-to-day -day thing that I say happens to us as we are going through life. We expend energy. And perhaps you are here tonight, that's how you feel. You are weary, you are feeling weak, you are feeling tired. But there is good news. Glory be to God. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. Hallelujah. He will renew your strength. And he gives to those who have no might. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Praise God. He increases strength. I want you to believe God for renewal of strength. Hallelujah. For this phase of life, in this season of life. Renewal. More of your strength. 
more of your strength. Many times, and we've talked about this quite often in church, to really go to another level, to go to another, another dimension, you are most likely going to do something you've never done before, attempt something you've never attempted before, and that will usually require strength. So on, on, just ordinarily speaking, even if you remain on the current level you have, you may not even be able to achieve what you want to achieve. Talk less of when your energy is depleted, when you are weary, when you are faint, or when you are weak. But thank God he gives power to the weak. Hallelujah. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Verse 30 says that even the youth shall faint and be weary. Typically, young people have a lot of energy and vitality. But God said, even young people, that, that, that can, they can even lose their strength. They can be weary. They can get faint. They can get weak. The young men shall utterly fall. Or when young men rely only on their strength, eventually they will fail. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Lift your hands and declare with me tonight, in the name of Jesus... This season, my strength shall be renewed. Say it again in the name of Jesus. This season, my strength shall be renewed. More and more of the strength that God provides, that will be my portion. Hallelujah. When we wait on God, of course, this really primarily refers to fasting and seeking God's face. But even when we gather at his feet like this, when we come together, when we pray, when we listen to his word, when we focus on him, when we give him our attention, there is a package God has for us. And this is what Apostle Paul was really dealing with in Ephesians chapter 3. In fact, that's why he was praying that prayer. That our Father in heaven, there's one request I'm asking for you. That he will strengthen you with might by spirit in your inner man. It will renew your strength. Glory be to God. Where you have been drained, where you have been replenished, I mean where you have been, where something has been drained out of you, where you need replenishing, God will renew your strength. Hallelujah. And then you'll be able to mount up with wings like eagles. You will run and you will not be weary. You will walk and you will not faint. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. You know, when you think of someone like King David, it was this kind of experiences that he had to depend upon. Particularly in the most difficult phases of his life, where there was pressure on every side, where King Saul was chasing him up and down the nation, running as a fugitive. And there were times he got exhausted and he got drained simply because of what he was going through. In fact, the Bible told us at the beginning of his journey, the people that came to him, the Bible told us um, when, when, when King Saul said chasing him and, and um, had declared him a fugitive, he ran into a cave with his family. And people drew to him, but they were um, indebted people, they were dejected people, they are people that life had drained things out of them. Nobody wanted to do anything with them. And what David had to learn in his work with God and on his journey was for God to replenish strength. He started his journey very anointed, of course. When he killed um, Goliath and things like that, when he was running until 
Saul started getting jealous of him and looking for him up and down the place. But to sustain the kind of journey and the kind of experience he had, going through all that ordeal, still, he ultimately came on the throne. And maybe we should even look at that again tonight, 1 Samuel 30. I won't spend too much time because I know we've looked at this text. I really want to go somewhere else. But let's go to 1 Samuel 30 again. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Glory, glory be to God. Somebody say, Father, renew my strength tonight. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 30. And I believe most of us are very familiar with this text and this story. David had gone on a raid with his men. By this time, they had also become men that God had strengthened and God had raised. And when they got back to Ziklag, which was where they were, verse 3 says, David, so David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Now, um, I don't want us to just read this story in isolation, because Really, the way this happened, and this was the final major thrust or breakthrough that David had before he ascended the throne. I mean, you read on chapter 31, and you, you come into Second Samuel. King Saul got killed, and David came to the throne. But this whole story here in this final part of 1 Samuel 30, in a way... Um, it sort of summarizes the kind of experiences David had had. This had been going on now for about 13 years, 12 to 13 years. Here he was, this little shepherd boy. God picked him, God chose him, and God anointed him or strengthened him, gave him strength. He came to that battlefront, killed Goliath. Everybody was afraid, but he was solid spiritually. He was able to take out Goliath. He became the hero of the nation. Things were going great for a while. Then the tension between him and King Saul started. King Saul now wanted to kill him. He had to be driven out. And if you read all through the stories of David, there will be times where things will go, go right. He will marry a wife. It will be as if things are happening. Saul will come again and circle him. Then we have to run again. We will run again. He will abandon everything. There are times where Saul, they will kidnap his wife. Even before this story, he will have to go and retain them again. So it was always ups and downs, as it were. Ups and downs. Eventually, by this time in 1 Samuel um, 30, he had now run. There was nowhere he could stay again in the nation of Israel. He was now living with their enemies, the Philistines. And the only reason why those ones even accepted him, or allowed him to stay in their country, was because they knew King Saul was chasing him. And it looked as if things were even okay here. His family was there with him, and they had settled in this place, Ziklag. And then tragedy struck again. The Amalekites came. They raided his, um, the entire city, sacked everything, burnt down whatever they had, took their wives and their children. So th this story in itself is it's just how things were. And I believe, it, in a way, it tells how, how life is, up, down. Up, down. Things happen that draw on your strength, deplete you. And you have to now come to God and wait on him and believe God to renew your strength. 
fill you up again strengthen you for the next level receive more and more of God's strength and unfortunately please hear me and hear me very well and that's why I'm referring to this story here sometimes the kind of things people go through knock them out so bad the consciousness or the understanding that you even need to go to God and ask him to renew your strength is not there for many people it's like what they got was a knockout punch are you here with me tonight and that's where David's men were I mean they had gone through so many ups and downs ups and downs ups and downs and this blow from the Amalekites as it were it was just look the Bible said they wept and wept <laughs> that they had no more power to weep they had no more power to weep and of course they were so distressed they wanted to kill David hallelujah and David, of course, himself was distressed. But he did again what he had learned to do all the years. He had to do it again. Ask for them to bring the effort. Sought God's face again. Waited on the Lord as it were. And the Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, you can read that and it sounds as if David was the one strengthening himself. No. So that's why it's in the Lord. Really, what he was doing was, God, strengthen me again. Strengthen me again. Another low point has come. Something has come again that has drained my energy, drained my strength. Strengthen me again. And of course, you know the story, God strengthened him. And it's so interesting. Again, I know we're all familiar with this story. We, this one of this our year of recovery and restoration is a story we, we we've touched on. So I don't want to be reading all the texts one by one. It's always interesting to see how God strengthened them. How it wasn't like God. How can I say this now? It wasn't like God gave him vitamin D to drink, or God gave him a capsule to drink. What happened? He had the voice of God. Hallelujah. He had the voice of God. And he had the voice of God because he asked. He asked a question. Really, what he was doing was praying. What Paul was doing for the Ephesians. I'm praying to the Father, our Father of in heaven that he will strengthen you with might by spirit in your inner man what Isaiah was saying in Isaiah 40 that we read that's why I read those two texts that they that wait on God he, he had to separate himself for his men say bring me the effort I want to see God and the story that he said God should I go after these people or should I remember in fact let, let me just mention this to us to, to, to understand where David was here it wasn't a matter of ah, the challenge had come, the difficulty had come, and David was okay. He wasn't okay. He wasn't. Praise God. Um, verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed. Just like his men, he was greatly distressed. And perhaps even more distressed because the Bible said, For the people spoke of stoning him. 
because the soul of all the people was grieved. So all his men were greatly distressed. And I mentioned this part that these are the same men that when, he, when they came to meet him in that cave, they were indebted, they were dejected, they were, no, they were low people, they were, they were down, didn't have anything. But God had, in their walk with David, they had come up, they had gone down, they had gone. This, that cycle, it, it happens. But obviously, thank God he was their leader. But they had gone to this place where it was as if the tank was empty. <laughs> Praise God. And he was probably even worse than them because the people that had me, they, were, they wanted to kill him. But God did what? God gave him strength. Hallelujah. God gave him strength. Renew their strength. Let me go on with the story again. Because even within the context of the story, this same thing of up and down, up and down, happened in the context of the story. So, obviously, by the time David got fired up, he must have encouraged every other person as well. God told him, pursue them. You will surely recover. You will overtake them. You will surely recover all. He had that word. And many times, please hear me and hear me very well, when we talk about you um, being filled and receiving renewal of strength, it's good to sometimes, and I'm sure you've experienced this before, you're in that place of prayer, in God's face, sometimes a word just comes, I mean, and that just fires you up. Sometimes it comes in the place of a vision or a thought. There's something God just gives you that just encourages you. And most likely, please watch this, this is very, very important. Because many times, and this is why sometimes people come for service, or they go for a conference, please listen to this part, I want to say very carefully. They hear that word, they hear that voice. They actually is fired up. Maybe you came to church on Sunday, and we preached something, or maybe it was during worship or during prayer, and you're, you're, you, are, you are low, maybe you're in a low place, and your energy got fired up again. And by Tuesday, you are not feeling that way anymore. You, you need to understand what goes on here. Because that's what happened to some of David's men. There were about 600 men here. So he told all of them, remember all of, everybody was down. Their soul had depleted them. They wanted to kill David. And when that word came, by the time David, the next thing we had, they all rode out. They were now pursuing to overtake. The same people that were dejected. So David must have spoken that word from God to them and encouraged them as well. Am I talking to somebody tonight? They were now encouraged. And they started going after the Amalekites. Now this is very interesting. They pursued them, they pursued them, they pursued them, 600 of them. The Bible said now got to a point where 200 of them could not go down again anymore, again. A down, down thing had come. I asked myself as I was just thinking about this, that why didn't they ask God to renew their strength again? The Bible said that those ones that were so weak, they had to leave them there. And I think that's what happens to some people. Thank God we're a family and we try to carry everybody along. But between Sunday and Sunday or one month and another month, you have already been fired up. You have been recharged. But something that happens, you don't want to go again. I think it's that you need to understand this place that it's okay to feel drained. Hello, please listen to me and listen to me very carefully. There's nothing that you are a man of God or you, are, you may not even be a pastor. You're a child of God and you feel down. It's life. Somebody say life. It's okay. 
they had they were now drained. And if you if you if you again know the story, I, I want I want to quickly go to something, and I, I, I will close. Please hear me and hear me very well. So 200 could not go any further, and 400 went, and eventually they caught up with the Amalekites. Are, are you still with me? And you know the story. If your children don't know the story, when you get home, you tell them. <laughs> and they recovered everything. The Bible said that the 400 did not want to give the 200 <laughs> that did not go with them. And that's, that's sad about how sometimes we do. And if, if you are not in the right company, that's usually what happens. Because when, and I'm still talking all this in the context of next levels, when you are depleted of strength, and this what, we're, what I'm talking about tonight is quite important, and you can't press on and push on, and you don't know how to do that thing that David did where you seek God's face, you wait on God, you pray and ask God until he gives you a word, until he gives you a vision, until he inspires new strength into you. What will usually happen is that you will be left behind. Other people will take things you, you will have been entitled to. And that's what would have happened to those 200 men if David did not step in. And the Bible said David now even made it an ordinance in Israel. And as long as you are part of the company, whether you go to the battlefront with us, or you are too tired to go with us, and you are left behind to stay with the stuff, we will all part alike. Praise God. But I asked myself, why couldn't they go on? See, it's not just about the fact that they were weak physically. No, that, that's, not, that's not it. The important lesson is that there will always be times where your strength is up and strength is down. Am I talking to somebody tonight? What you need to do is to ask God to what? Renew your strength. Renew your energy. Hallelujah. Fill you up again. Ask for more. Hallelujah. And get to that point where God strengthens you again. I was listening to someone earlier this week, a man of God. And I love something he said. He said there were some things he, he realized this. And this is so important. And I believe many of us can relate with it. That growing up, that sometimes it would take him like four or five days to wait on God and pray and seek his face until he's charged up again. But because he kept practicing it and he's consistent that things that used to take him four or five days... Sometimes now it takes him one day. Praise God. Things that would take him like four or five hours to worship and see God's face. Now he has found out that what? It can be done within one hour. Less time. Praise God. But the important thing is to get to that point. And that's my charge to us this season. Let God renew your strength. Hallelujah. So when David got the strength back, he was able to pursue, he was able to recover all, and of course, he became king. And that wasn't the end of it. There were still other stories after this incident where things happened again, he would lose everything, but he will always go back to God. And this is the beautiful thing about him. And he will ask God to fill him up again and renew his strength. And he will get back on his feet again. Hallelujah. Somebody say, renew my strength, oh God. One more text and then we pray tonight. Ephesians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Let's just go back to verse 14 again. I read this the other Sunday, but therefore he says, Ephesians 5:14, awake. 
you will sleep. Sleeping there is also a depiction of the fact that you are drained of strength. Praise God. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Verse 15. This is really where I'm going tonight. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Hallelujah. Therefore, be not, be, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is in dissipation, but what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled. Be intoxicated. Allow the Holy Spirit fill you up again. Now, what Paul really focused on here in this Ephesians 5 was asking him for wisdom. But I don't want to focus on wisdom tonight. I want to focus on what? Strength. It's the same way the Holy Ghost fills us with wisdom that he does what? Fills us with strength. And then we're able to go on the journey again. Hallelujah. We're able to embark again and we're able to press on. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And remember this text, we've talked about this a lot in church. It actually means be what? Being filled. Are you with me tonight? The, the, the understanding is that there will be times where the influence of the Spirit or the strength of the Holy Spirit operating in your life, it will go down. Praise God. It will be depleted. It will be drained. But that's not a cause for concern. What you should do is to do what? Be filled again. Hallelujah. Somebody say, let me be filled again. Let me be strengthened with might again. And it can continue the journey. Hallelujah. Please hear me and hear me very well. You are going to need strength. Glory be to God for the journey ahead of you. Spiritual what? Strength. And to get that, you need the Holy Ghost to fill you. To fill you. To renew your energy. To revive you again. To restore you again. Particularly at times like this, when we come to the end of another month, when we are about to step into a new season, when we want to go to next levels, we need our strength to be replenished. Hallelujah. Lift your hands with me. Let's rise on our feet tonight. We're going to pray. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. Fill me with strength. Hallelujah. Somebody say, fill me with strength for the journey ahead of me. Where I have been made weak, where I am tired, where I've been drained and depleted of strength. Come on, say to him, say, Holy Spirit, fill me up again. Fill me up again. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.